Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back to WSHIT's Crab Apple Crime Stoppers. Every week, me, Sheriff Brownsville, shines a light on the criminal element running around our township. And this week, I'm going to share with you a 911 call that is so disturbing, it has me more rattled than the great toilet paper caper of 2019. Now just listen, where a young lady in distress calls for our help, and the operator on the other end has nothing but disdain for this fine citizen. Department, how can I help you? Yeah, I'm over here. I'm over here at Burger King where I'm at. Uh-huh. I'm at a drive-through right now. Uh-huh. I had I ordered my food three times. They're mopping the floor inside, and I understand they're busy. They're not even busy. Okay, I've been the only car here. I asked for four different times to make me a Western barbecue burger. Okay. They keep giving me a hamburger with lettuce, tomato, and cheese, onions. And I said, I'm not leaving. Uh-huh. I want a Western burger because I just got my kids from Taekwondo. They're hungry. I'm on my way home, and I live in San Clemente. Uh-huh. Okay. She, said, she gave me another hamburger. It's wrong. I said four times. I said, I want it. She goes, can you go out and park in front? I said, no. I want my hamburger right. So then the, the lady came to the manager. She, or whatever, whoever she is, she came up, and she said, um, she said, um, do you want your money back? And I said, no. I want my hamburger. My kids are hungry, and I have to jump on the toll freeway. I said, I am not leaving this spot, and I said, I will call the police because I want my Western burger done right. Now, is that so hard? Okay, what exactly is it you want us to do for you? I send the officers down here. I want, I want them to make me the right. Ma'am, we're not going to go down there and enforce your Western bacon cheeseburger. What am I supposed to do? She, she said, I'm not dealing with it. She walked away because they're mopping the floor, and it's all full of suds, and they don't want to run. They don't want to go through there. And, 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 and ma'am, then I suggest you get your money back and go somewhere else. We can't go out there and, and make them make you a cheeseburger the way you want it. Well, that is, that, you're supposed to be here to protect me. Well, what are we protecting you from, a wrong cheeseburger? Well, just come down here. I'm, I'm not leaving. No, ma'am, I'm not sitting the deputies down there over a cheeseburger. I'm sitting here in my car. I just want them to make my kid a, a, a Western burger. Ma'am, this is what I suggest. I suggest you get your money back from the manager and you go on your way home. I will not stop until every fine citizen of Crabapple is able to get a double bacon western cheeseburger how they want it, when they want it, regardless of how soapy the floor is. We'll be back after this commercial break. Well, just come down here. We're not going to go down there and enforce your western bacon cheeseburger. The commercial break, live, Menfo 2021, 654. I'm here with... Brandon, how did you make it to Menfo? Ah, shit, I walked, started on Monday, 
I walked on the interstate the whole time too. Got stopped by like six or seven police. They ended up giving me rides, you know, until the end of their county. Hey, here in Memphis, you want some coke, you know, you find, find a good, a good, a good guy, you know, if you want some good shit. You know, it took me four days to walk. So, my buddy came. Uh, he's got a drinking problem, which we all do. <laughs> he's like, sit down, man. He's fucked up. I'm not gonna come tomorrow. We're gonna drive home, go pick our dogs up and shit. You know. On this episode of the Commercial Break. Under no circumstances is anybody else in control of the shade except for you yeah. in the window you seat. You can make a request, but... Fine. You know. Submit your request as appropriate <laughs> to the following email address. Like, fine. I'm okay with that, right? Uh -huh. Excuse me, sir. I have, you know, hypochondridosis or whatever, and I... Unless I'm, or there's unless, a blinding, uh, you know, ray light. of sun. Correct. Yeah. Or you, you're in that weird seat where you're splitting it with the person in front of you yes, or the person yes, in back of you. that one. Okay, now, in that case, whoever has the majority of the right, window then correct. is in control, <laughs> right? Correct. And that's just the way it is. But he had to go in the back, and he had this long conversation, and the Spanish that I understood was, could you please stop smoking crack on my bus? <laughs> or I'm going to have to throw you off. To which the guy responded, no. <laughs> he just kept smoking crack. He was literally smoking cocaine in the back of the bus. Listen. Airplanes are not the only thing that's landing at the airport. Sometimes I'd like, right before I get on a plane, <laughs> I'm landing a 747. <laughs> and I'm okay with that because I like the, I like the bathrooms. I mean, I, I know you can't smoke in an airport anymore, but I bet I could. No one gives a shit. Ever, I think there are people who's in, in Europe, people smoke all the time in the bathroom. Like it's just not, it's like an open secret. They just go in there and they smoke a cigarette, right? The next episode of the commercial break starts now. Oh, we're back from Menfo. How do you feel? Ah, might still be recovering. Yeah, I, oh, I'm definitely still recovering. Because I got a schmitz of the schmutz. <laughs> I got a little bit of the schmutz going on. I'm not feeling so hot. Well, Menfo was great. That First was of all, fantastic. I got to say, we're back from from Menfo, the, the great festival that yes. uh, Hoadley's husband put on, Jeff Hoadley, um, <laughs> the loud and proud Jeff Hoadley. <laughs> yes. He's here. He's a stare. He's not going nowhere. <laughs> Jeff Hoadley, got to first of all say thank you to your husband. He did a great job. Thank uh, you. But first, before all of that, I'll say. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. Best to you, Chrissy. Best to you, Brian. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. We are back and better than ever, some say. Yes. I don't know who those people are, but <laughs> you go ahead and write Someone in. Someone said it. Someone said it. They said it. They said it. They. Those they, people. Them. Those. Yeah, you know what you hate when people are like, well, uh, they, they say, say that the vaccine say. doesn't work. <laughs> Who's they? <laughs> scientists. Which scientists are you talking about, you big fucking lug? Um, yeah, we had a great time at Menfo. We we'll did. Get, we'll We'll talk smashing about it. success. We're going to do another show. We'll do a whole other show. Yes. We'll wrap it up. I got lots of great content that I yep. that unsuspecting, un, unwilling and unsuspecting <laughs> victims will soon find out about. The, the good news is no one's written in and said, can you please erase whatever it is that you okay. recorded the well, other night? Good. Yeah. And uh, I got to be honest, at least two of them, I, I would have, I, I was kind of wishing secretly that they did. So, 
<laughs> I didn't have to embarrass them in front of their friends and family. But we'll get to all that. Thanks to Jeff Ransford. Thanks to Memfo. Thanks to Castbox for making yes. part of that possible. Everyone had a good time, and we will get right in. We'll talk a lot about it over the next couple of episodes. Yeah. Um, here and there, but uh, but I, I do want to say this. Let me ask you a question. Okay. <laughs> what is appropriate airplane behavior? Oh. Well, I'll tell you what it's not. What is it not? And that is not taking off your shoes to reveal the na- your naked toes. Yes, that but is, is not it okay? Appropriate. But is it okay to take off your shoes on a long haul flight when you have socks on? Maybe. Depends I, what kind of socks. I would say that the level of discomfort <laughs> just bring on a, a plane. Slippers. Yeah, bring some slippers. If you're in first class, certainly go for it. Yeah. Like, do you take off your shoes. Take off your take off your pants. Take I off mean, your clothes. You're paying seven thousand dollars to get to Spain and a and basically a. <laughs> a bunk bed, yeah. you're good to go, right? Yes. But if you're back with the minions, then I would say it's probably not appropriate to take off your shoes in most circumstances. You know what I do? Sometimes I take off my shoes, but I always keep my luggage in front of me rather than up top because okay. I, you know, just this fucking shit show up top. Yeah. So I like to go back down or it's where it's very you'll, everything's you'll coordinated. Slide your tootsies. I'll slide my tootsies underneath. around my bag, okay. yeah, or on top of my bag. I'll yeah. kind of use it as like a footrest. Okay. It depends on who's next to you too. I mean, if okay. Astrid's next to you, it's totally cool, but. If it's just a random stranger, that's eh, this is know. why I asked this question, and I and I want you to I want you to hear this. Okay, it took me it took us four flights to get to and from Menfo. Right, right, and so it was there was a lot of flying for a little bit of travel. Essentially, <laughs> we had to go from South Carolina to Atlanta because yes. that's where my parents live. We had to drop off the kids. Yep. South Carolina to Atlanta, from Atlanta to Memphis, and then back the same way. Yes, the first flight I managed for just a couple bucks to get upgraded to Comfort, which means nothing. Basically, the flight from Greenville. South Carolina to Atlanta is literally 17 minutes of airtime. Yeah, so you go be. up to 12,000 feet and <laughs> you come back down. Come That's down. it. As yeah. soon as you get up, as soon as the seatbelt sign comes yeah. off, the captain's like, you know, flight attendants prepare for landing. And you're like, wow, that's <laughs> awesome. That's my favorite kind of flight, right? Yeah, mine was um, mine was just under an hour to get from Atlanta to Memphis. Yeah, no, it's uh, to Memphis. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. it's not that long of a flight to get to Memphis either, right? Mm-hmm. You get up, you get down. That's it. It's, I didn't even have one ep- full episode of Squid Game. Uh, in yeah, oh, yeah, that game. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Yes, but I, I asked this question because on the way back, I decided w- there w- there weren't comfort seats together, and Astrid and I had separate seats anyway. So I was like, eh, spare the change. Like, who cares? We have a fifteen minute flight. It's not that big of a deal, right? I get on the plane. I'm in row 17. Uh, we're we're way late for the flight. Like our connecting flight landed five minutes after the other flight started boarding. So we like run there and, and we get on the plane. I get to row 17 and there are two big boys. And I'm talking oh. about big fucking men, yeah. huge men, right? The guy in the, I have the, the window aisle? seat. Oh, yeah, the window. window seat. Okay. The guy in the aisle seat is a big boy. I'm going to guess, let's call it 250. Six okay. foot tall, right? Mm-hmm. So like 60, 70 pounds bigger than I am. Like big brusky guy. Yeah. The guy in the middle seat is, let's call it 350 <laughs> to 400 pounds. And you were next to him. And I was Squished next to him. The, to the window. <laughs> yes. Who is in control of the shade when you have the window seat? Who? Uh, the person who's the sitting. The person who's sitting yes, in correct. the fucking window seat. That is correct. Under no circumstances is anybody else in control of the shade except for you yeah. in the window you seat. You can make a request, but... Fine. You know. Submit your request as appropriate <laughs> fo- to the following email address. Like, 
fine. I'm okay with that, right? Uh-huh. Excuse me, sir. I have, you know, hypochondriosis or whatever. And I, unless I'm... Or there's unless, a blinding, uh, you know, ray light. of sun. Correct. Yeah. Or you, you're in that weird seat where you're splitting it with the person in front of you yes, or the person yes, in back of you. that one. Okay, now, in that case, whoever has the majority of the right, window then correct. is in control, <laughs> right? Correct. And that's just the way it is. Now, there are videos going around about people, like, fucking with the person uh-huh. in front of them by, like, you know, pushing it down. They keep pushing it up. Okay, whatever, jackass. Congratulations yeah. on your TikTok video. I'm talking about real-life circumstances where people's lives are in danger. I don't know how, but <laughs> there's a 15-minute flight, and it's or it's early-ish in the day and we're flying in a certain direction where the sun is in my fucking eyeballs. As soon as we get on the plane, like most planes, the shades are down. Uh If you get on a plane before 12 in the afternoon, the shades are down. And there's a reason for that. To keep the plane cool. Cool. Yeah. Right. And so the shades are down. I would have liked it that way. Uh Not feeling all that great. I got a touch of the shits, right? I'm like, I'm (laughs) the Schmitz and the shits. I'm like, you know, I'm not feeling all that great. I just want to keep my shades down. I want to watch my squid game. I want to watch people's eyeballs get gouged out in without the glare. (laughs) That's what, that's what I want. That's all I want. Yes. (laughs) And first of all, when I sit down, this guy is taking up half of me. He's like, he's over half of me. He's, he, he's, he's all the way over. over. Oh my god! The, yeah. Normally, it's in, that. That lends into another question, but I'll get to this one first. <laughs> as we start to roll off, as we start to push off, and we're getting close to that part where you take off, yeah. right? He reaches over and he <gasps> opens the thing. Whoa. Reaches right over. Oh, re- he did the reach around. Like, oh my god, Chrissy! He reached right over me, right oh in front god. of my face, <laughs> lifted up the thing. And then was like, adjusts himself further into my fucking chest. Okay. Now I'm pissed. So I give him, I'm trying to give him the old brush off, right? But right. he's so big, it doesn't matter. It's just like, he doesn't feel he's it. Deflecting. I mean, yeah, he's deflecting. He's like, he's 200, 250 of his 400 pounds are sitting on my chest, right? And I don't feel good already. And he's like, I, I, I'm so oh. pissed. I don't even know what to say. I don't know what yeah. to say. Yeah, because you, you don't want to cause a fight. So you know what fight? I did? So as we start to take off, I went, yep. I slid it down. Mm-hmm. Do you know what this motherfucker did as soon as no, we got into the air? he did not. He opens it up a little bit more oh again. Oh my God. Dude. I didn't say anything <laughs> because I don't want to be on one of those fucking, right. you know, Instagram videos. <laughs> the guy who gets kicked off the Delta flight for starting a fight. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't want to be that guy. And I know I got 15 minutes to go yeah. and I'm going to deal with it. I'm giving the guy like every benefit of the doubt. Maybe he doesn't, maybe like flying makes him uncomfortable and he needs to see outside in order to be, you know, maybe there's something wrong. But the guy looks perfectly content if I'm being happy with, if I'm Mm -hmm. being honest with you. He smells of Taco Bell. He, you know, he's just like, (laughs) he's talking to the guy next to him about, you know, the Raiders third string quarterback or whatever. I I don't even know. It's stuff that I don't know anything about. Whatever, you know, he's talking about the the quarterback who kicks the soccer ball in the basket. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And I'm not certainly not joining in because I just want to enjoy my squid game without you touching my fucking shade. It's mine. I own it. I yes, got it. That is correct. I, I booked it before you did. That there's a there's a hierarchy to how this goes. It's just common fucking courtesy it is. to leave the shade alone unless you're sitting right there. Yeah, you don't have control over, of it. Not once, but twice. <laughs> Asshole. You don't know how how badly I wanted to get off that flight. Yeah. Badly. Which leads me to my second question. Okay. Shouldn't a man of that size buy a second seat? Shouldn't he be required to buy a second seat? Now, I am not, I think the last great prejudice in our society 
is people who are large. Absolutely. I have family members who are large. I have friends yeah. who are large. Yeah. I can only imagine. I get an extra 10 pounds and I feel like the world is going to it is going to crush me every time I look at the mirror. I'm right. like, I want to masturbate with the lights off so I don't see myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It ruins the experience, if I'm being honest. Um, <laughs> well, are you looking at yourself in the mirror as Right. You know, sometimes, sometimes I'm like, that's pretty hot. <laughs> I'm trying to help you, stupid. <laughs> I'm trying to help you, stupid. That's what I think to myself when I'm uh-huh. at I'm trying to help you, stupid, but it doesn't work like that. Anyway, I know what it's like to carry a few extra pounds. I can't imagine what it's like to carry 300 extra right. pounds. Right. So I'm, I don't want to I don't want to uh, make it seem no. like I'm just one of these guys just smashing on fat people because it's you know, we find it appropriate in society to do so. But I'm going to ask a legitimate question with the seats so small. If someone is literally overlapping you, shouldn't you have to then buy an additional seat? Isn't that the appropriate thing to do? Yeah. I mean, I think there is a weight limit thing that were you but yeah yeah but who who polices yeah. that you know what's the know. attendant gonna say sorry sir you're you're crushing yeah. the poor man next to you <laughs> you <laughs> like, at least don't fucking sl- put the shade up touch the yeah, shade you at least don't do that you fucking asshole yeah. whoever you were in 17b on that flight from uh from atlanta to south carolina you can go fuck yourself <laughs> Hey, everybody, it's that time of the show when I remind you to go to www.tcbpodcast.com. It's your one-stop shop for everything. You can find out more about Chrissy and I. You can read the show notes. You can watch the video. You can listen to the audio, all from tcbpodcast.com. You can also get your limited edition collectible sticker right from the website. Drop your information. We'll tell you how to get it. We'll tell you where to put the information all on the website. One place. No worries. 661-237-8296. That's 661-THE-WORD-BEST, the the number two, yo. If you'd like to text us about show content ideas, you have a question, you'd like to leave a comment, or hate mail. We like hate mail. Send it on to 661-BEST-2-YO. And if you're so inclined, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash thecommercialbreak. Follow us on Instagram at thecommercialbreak or like, rate, and or subscribe on your favorite podcast publisher like CastBox, Apple, Google, Spotify. It really does help us. And please patron our sponsors if and when you have an opportunity. www.tcbpodcast.com for all the information I just talked about. And now, back to the show. That leads to the third question about appropriate airline etiquette. Okay. Who owns the handrail? And when you have three seats, who gets the handrail? Now, my thought on this is, let's give the poor middle seat guy a break. Yeah. And let him have the handrail, mm-hmm. right? I can lean into the window. Right. I can lean off to the, I can lean on, you know, lean onto the side over there. I think it's the middle guy. Yeah. Because the middle guy clearly didn't plan ac- yeah. accordingly. Yeah. <laughs> he just got shit on. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, if it's me, I don't fly unless I got to say an aisle or a window seat. Right. I'm just me out. Too. Now, and even if yeah. it's a 15 minute flight, I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I refuse. Yeah. I'm like a little baby. <laughs> I don't want to go. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah, go. The only way I do it is if I'm flying with Jeff and maybe the girls or something and we're, I'm in the middle. But yeah. Yes. Otherwise, no. No. Yeah. No. No. You, 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 have, to, you have to give the middle guy the, the 
it, the arm rail. That's just how mm-hmm. it goes. You just have to give the middle guy the arm rail. He's just a poor bastard who didn't know what he was getting himself into when he started this flight. Yes. And now he's got to sit next to you and you're watching the ultra violent squid game <laughs> while he's trying to take a nap. <laughs> so I gave him the arm rail and half of my chair, to be fair to this <laughs> and guy. And the shade. And apparently. the shade. That's right. Yeah. And it's a fucking jackass. What is appropriate? You know, when I was a kid, we used to dress up to go on an airplane. That's what oh, yeah. that's what happened. We would my mom would dress us up like I'm talking back in the 80s, like the early 80s. Mm-hmm. The first couple times I went onto an airplane, we actually had to get dressed up. We were wearing like a polo shirt, you know, a little button up number yeah, with some pants. Whole, like, that's affair. right. Yeah, and we it, it, we would never think, never think to go on an airline with a t-shirt or shorts or the worst, which is what I saw on the way to Memphis, <laughs> oh, God. is a lady. <laughs> Who was wearing a completely sleeveless shirt uh-huh. with wi- a bikini top, oh. like just like a glittery bikini top, oh, okay. right? I so think complete. I saw the same thing. Did you see the same I thing? Think I saw the same why, thing. We were on the same flight, but I think I, I see the same. Yeah. Same, why the same. is that okay? I don't know. Why? Why should somebody have to be subjected to yeah. your armpit smell? Yeah. Honestly, why don't yeah. you just go fuck yourself and just drive? Yeah. <laughs> Take the Greyhound bus. <laughs> Take a Greyhound. Isn't that where that's appropriate? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever taken a Greyhound so. bus? I have not. Oh, my God. I have Thank not. God. <laughs> I took one from like Orlando to Tampa. It was Ooh. an experience. <laughs> I bet I'm it sure was. I'm sure that at least six of those people were on the FBI's most wanted list. <laughs> Probably. Including the guy next to me. Most of the crime stories that I see on TV involve like a bus. I got I to gotta, I gotta tell you. I'll tell you a story one time about my trip to, from Costa Rica, from the, your, the trip that I was on with you. Yes. I took a bus. Uh, uh, you know, like it wasn't, there's no government busing there except in San Jose, I think, but it was like this bus that runs from Monteverde to San Jose where the uh-huh. airport is. And it's a good three and a half hour, four hour ride. Okay. It's an hour and a half yeah, just to I get down the fucking mountain. You yeah. You that. went on the same bus, but on a different day. Yeah. So I went on that bus and it made a million fucking stops, including a stop so the bus driver could see his girlfriend and then another girlfriend and then get some juice. And then he stopped at was a couple a of food stands. Was there, there, a there was a chicken in there. Yep, there was a live chicken in the back. Okay. There was also a man who was smoking. Cr- at one point, as we got close to San Jose, as we were about an hour away, it's me another American girl that's like maybe I'm, I'm assuming she was American. She spoke English and, you know, she was like maybe four seats behind me. I was sitting toward the front of the bus. Uh-huh. And then in the very back of the bus, there was an hombre who was smoking crack, oh, crack well, cocaine <laughs> the entire way. <laughs> and at one stop, when the guy stopped to get, you know, El Fresco, Dente, whatever shit, fucking juice on the side of the road. It was delicious, by the way. I got one also. <laughs> the side yeah, of the road things oh, are good. Delicious. Yeah. yeah. They're just like take it off the tree and mm-hmm. squeeze it in their front yard and sell it to you for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Right. But he had to go in the back and he had this long conversation. And the Spanish that I understood was, could you please stop smoking crack on my bus or I'm going to have to throw you off? To which the guy responded, no, he just kept smoking crack. It was literally smoking cocaine in the back of the bus. And like he then he would get up and like walk from aisle to aisle. Cocaine's a hell of a drug, kids. Just don't get into it. We're going to do a whole episode about cocaine coming up. And I just want to tell you, it's a hell of a drug. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. Do you talk to somebody when you're on an airplane? Is that appropriate airplane behavior? Should you be talking to people next to you? Yeah, I mean, no, it, it depends. It totally depends. Uh, one time I saw these people like basically form a love connection on a flight and they were chit chatting the whole time. And oh, they got they got down and dirty, did they? Well, I mean, it, they weren't like, yeah, no, they weren't doing anything. Have you ever been romantically inclined with someone you've sat next to on an airplane? <laughs> 
have ever been romantically inclined, as in like, like hey, have you ever been attracted flirt- to someone? Flirtatious, yeah, flirtatious. Sure, sure. I think over the years, yeah. I got not since it. I've been with Jeff, obviously. Yeah, no, I, it wasn't the flight back from Memphis. <laughs> no, well, we drove back from Memphis. Oh, you drove yeah. back from Memphis? Were well, you romantically did. inclined with the person you drove back to Memphis? Yeah, yes, yes. yes. Oh, there you go. It's a, it's a new day for it you, happened. Chrissy. Congratulations. Cheers to that. Cheers. Best, <laughs> best to you, you and your new love, whoever that is. Mm. I took a flight one time from Atlanta to San Francisco to visit. Oh, a that's a long one. Right after I had gotten a divorce. And when I was right before I got a divorce, I was working at a restaurant. In that restaurant, there was a a bartender, like a bar girl, like she worked the bar, right? It was yeah. a fine dining restaurant, but they, you know, like every other fine dining restaurant, they hired the most attractive women yes. that are competent that can go out and, you know, do the do the bidding of the, the restaurant. It's basically it's good marketing. Right. Right. I, I remember a guy that owned a restaurants one time said you the hottest girl in the bar always should be on your payroll, right? Mm-hmm. He was the douche. But anyway, so, so so this girl worked as a barmaid, but I was married at the time and I never really thought of it. Yeah. And she was she was an attractive woman. That's for sure. So I go I get on the plane. It's one of my, my first big trips after the divorce by myself. OK, I'm going to see a couple friends out there. I get on the flight. I'm sitting in the window seat, as I like to do. Uh-huh. I and like the window seat, too. Up comes someone, the, bar, the one of the bar girls. Like one of the girls, okay. one of the waitresses. Into from the, the bar. middle seat. Into the middle uh, seat. Now that's where you like a middle seat no. uh, companion. Yes. So <laughs> I'm like, at first, she 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 recognizes me, Brian. And I was like, oh my God, let's call her Carrie. Oh my gosh, Carrie, congrats. You know, hey, how you been? Oh, great. What's going on? I got a divorce. You did? Wow. What are you going to San Francisco for? I'm going to visit a few friends. Yeah. Where are you staying? Where am I staying? Where? And then I start to notice a pungent smell coming from not only her armpits, but her breath. Oh. Like she was altogether stinky. Like just really stinky. Like she just smelled... <laughs> this is where masks really come into play. The breath of a thousand asses. Yes, this is where I like masks. Because quite frankly, I don't have to worry about my breath or yours. Right. I just, right. I'm smelling Correct. my own stink. Right. If I have coffee breath... Good for me. I'm the only one smelling my own stink. I can deal with my own stink. I just don't want you to deal with it. And I don't want to deal with yours. But this young lady, I mean, she just like, smelled like she hadn't showered in days, though clearly she had, like her her hair was done and she looked good. She just smelled bad. And I'm super sensitive to smells. Yeah. So like after about 45 minutes on the flight, I was like, I, you know what? I'm super tired. I'm going to take a nap. And I never talked to her again until at the end of the flight when I was like, oh, it's so good to see you. She's like, we should get numbers and hook up. And I was like, I'm just so busy. <laughs> I got to catch a connecting uh, bus <laughs> with the crack smoking bus. Costa Rican. <laughs> I almost got indoctrinated into Scientology on a flight. <laughs> Why do I find that not uh, totally believable? <laughs> Seriously, I was on a flight similar to you from uh-huh. Atlanta to this was to L.A. Okay. when Mary was living in L.A. and I was flying out there to see her. So it's a long flight. It's like yeah, yeah. almost four hours. Long time. I'm sitting there talking to this guy. I like to have a glass of wine on the flight. I usually <laughs> no. do. Yeah. <laughs> I order a glass of wine. So I think I then ordered two, obviously. I, we start chit-chatting. He's telling me this guy was coming from Australia to go out to the motherland out in The LA. mothership? The mothership, <laughs> the mothership, literally. Yeah. And he said he was with Scientology. And I'm like, you know, I've always wanted to know about this. You know, and interesting he you asked. starts telling me about it. And it, it sounds great. 
I'm like, maybe this is something I should look into. So wait, some douchebag on the some Australian douchebag on the flight starts telling you about the Zevons coming from Orc, and yeah, you were he, like, he didn't wow. mention any of that. It was very self helpy and like how uh, you know it was really great, and you learn to deal with things and blah blah so blah. Get you. So yeah, it is. Yeah, I can see how it happens. Do you now. remember when we were? Kids? I got the flight. I was like, maybe I'll look into it, and I you, did, and then decided not to join. Do you remember when we were kids? <laughs> <laughs> of course you did, because you fucking have a good head on your shoulders. And you don't have a million dollars to pay well, because unless too. you want to, if you want to move up in that cult, you yeah, have to have more to money, right? I'm I'm reading, I'm watching a cult, I'm watching a uh, documentary about the Jehovah's Witnesses right now. Ooh. And I'm going to tell you what, I think we're going to do an episode on Jehovah's Witnesses because you think the Scientologists are out of their brain waiting to listen to hear what the Jehovah's Witnesses okay. have to say. <laughs> Back to the flight. When you... Yes. What, I think that this whole thing with carry-on luggage is completely out of fucking control. It is. And I think somebody needs to put a stop to it. They need to let us have a free bag down under the flight, no matter who you are. Yeah. Now, I understand there's also, even if it was a free bag or uh, under the flight, that there are probably some, like, people who get nervous about their bags being under the flight, being under the plane. Like, if you have expensive, like, I had expensive audio equipment with me on yeah. Menfo. I wasn't going to let it out of my sight. Like, it was coming mm-hmm. with me. I didn't care who told me what. That's kind of why I bought the comfort seat, is because I know you're guaranteed a spot up there if you were sitting in a comfort seat oh, okay. or a first class. But... I yeah. witnessed a man with <laughs> two children. Shoving, oh my god! The shoving and the pushing, shoving and, and the, yeah, everybody getting and, and the, like now you're seven and then aisles you're like, away. You're doing this over the people that are right there in the seat. Your tits yeah, are hanging yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's, it's never the hot blonde <laughs> from California, hot twenty six year old blonde from California. Right. It's always some like dingleberry <laughs> from fucking Alpharetta. Some old hag, like, ah. you might have my boobs yeah, getting. Yeah. Remember when your teacher used to reach over to like grade a paper or something, and her boobs are just being your. Fa- you may not remember no, this. I remember this. I remember we had this old hag of an English teacher, and she, her boobs were just huge, and they were just like you know down to her knees. It was she was literally like a like a. She came from the Salem witch trials or something. It was just like gross. Always dressed in black, and she would always like reach over me, and like her boob would be brushing up on my face. Oh my god, this is gross. And that's how you know, or someone you know bends over on the airplane, oh, and their the ass is in your face. Yeah, it's completely inappropriate. We got to stop the madness with this carry-on luggage shit. Either planes make a bigger tube so that we have more room to put everybody's shit. Yeah, or start really sticking to the rules that you have one. Bag per flight. That's it. I understand one bag plus a purse. I get that. Uh-huh. One bag plus a small backpack. I get that. But you got to put that purse or that backpack under your feet. Yeah. You got to give room for everybody because it, what's what's happening is is that people who are in aisle seventeen are going to aisle thirty fucking six to put, it to put their shit back there. Yep. Then the guy in aisle thirty six is shit out of luck and he's got to put his shit under the plane. He never wanted to put his shit under the plane. Yeah. I witnessed a guy. First of all, also. <laughs> The boarding process is out of control, too. <laughs> Where in the fuck do people get their manners from? I don't they understand. Cut they cut in line. Yeah. They're they're not even in. It's not even the right zone. I've no, seen a couple and of, there's the, sitting there just waiting, waiting, and, yeah, waiting. And they don't care that you've been standing in line waiting. They just they you know they go stand next to the desk and then yeah. they're like, oh excuse me, can I excuse me? Can I? No, you can't because I've been waiting for fifteen fucking minutes and you just decided to get off your ass with your Dunkin' Donuts coffee and your big fucking bagel and put your fat ass right in oh, front of me eating on the plane, no. eating on the plane. That's not appropriate. Don't bring your own food on an airplane. No one a wants snack to, is okay. Yeah. 
full-blown tuna and, sam- tuna salad sandwich not you know what a not snack okay. is a snack is a starburst not a fucking onion and cheese sandwich <laughs> from your house that's been sitting in a Correct. fucking tupperware container for three days <laughs> yeah. and then you decide to open it up as soon as the plane lands. <laughs> when they call your zone orderly if someone was there first, let them go first. Exactly. Why do I have to be the asshole? Look, you've got a seat. You know you have a seat. Why are you rushing? Because I don't know. Because the, the, is, there's <laughs> I guess a, they're trying to make sure they're carry yeah, on. There's a Little magic dildo <laughs> that gives you an orgasm the sooner you get on the plane. I don't know what the fuck is going on in people's heads. I'm of the mind to not get to the airport too early anyways. Well, Jeff you know hates what? it. Jeff hates I, it. But I'm like, I'm with we you don't on that need one. to. I don't need to just stand or sit at the gate. No. Why? Why? Why would I? I have a seat. It's guaranteed. As long as I get there in time, I like to just breeze right on. Me too. And you know what? You too. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Astro and I. With kids, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Right. With kids, it's a little bit different. Number one. Number two is that I say the caveat to that is when you're taking an international flight, you got to be there a little bit early because you never know what could happen when you're boarding. Right. Your travel documents are fucked up. I I don't know what the I don't know. But I I just feel like international travel. You just got to prepare a little bit better. Plus, the international travel gate is just delightful. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're playing in Atlanta. They've got like a piano player. They're they're handing out martinis. (laughs) (laughs) They're excited about you leaving the country. Congratulations. (laughs) You're nice. You're leaving. I witnessed, and this is what else is out of control. I witnessed a man and his two at least 12 year old children and his wife. As soon as anybody anybody with small children, let me me do this appropriately. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Welcome to Delta 445 to Atlanta from Moonfest. Congratulations on building a year Delta assistant here today. We're going to start the boarding process. Let's go ahead and start with anybody that has a wheelchair. Anybody that needs extra assistance or people with small children or in a stroller, let's go ahead and board those people now. Some jackass with two children over the age of 12, a lady who had no, absolutely no discernible uh, problem that I could see was sitting in a wheelchair and like she's like a 32 year old woman with no discernible issues. I saw her stand up multiple times, but then when it came to boarding, she sat down in the wheelchair and they pushed her on in. Mm-hmm. Right. I, and then this man with these two children that are at least 12 years old gets on. He is carrying he alone. Every child is carrying a bag. The woman is carrying a roll on and her own bag. Uh-huh. And he is carrying four additional bags, <laughs> one for each member of the fucking family. As soon as I get on the flight, rows one through seven are filled with this shithead's fucking luggage and it's like dude come on man don't do that shit to yeah. us put it under there now i'm in on seat 17 and i gotta fucking put my shit back in seat 27 and when did i get a new york accent <laughs> <laughs> what just happened to my voice <laughs> so what happens when you have the flu it just like it starts going crazy <laughs> this fucking jackhole decides he's just gonna take up three you know uh overhead bins with his kids and his shit. And what exactly is in there that's so important? No. What is not. in there? You just don't want to pay for it. Kids clothing and some, I mean, is your kid still nipping on a bottle at 12 years old? <laughs> what do you got in there? Pampers? Come on, man. These kids are playing their whatever, their Wii, and they're just, you know, dawdling on down first onto the airplane. What, <laughs> what did you get for that, sir? What did you get for that? For cutting in line, for clearly breaking the rules, what exactly did you get for that? Mm-hmm. You Now you're sitting on an airplane, stuck. For 25 minutes while everybody else gets on the plane. It yeah. doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> I have two 
whirling dervish, dervishes. I have two literal Tasmanian devils. Yes, you if do. If I take them on a plane, I'm going first. You know, want to know why? Because everybody here wants them to go first. Exactly. You want them to be settled. Settled. Yes. The settling. You don't want Matthias <laughs> running up and down the, the aisle when you were trying to get on the plane. I'm just telling you right now. It's bad, bad news. He'll kick you in the nuts. He doesn't care. <laughs> that kid doesn't care. We'll now start boarding with our first class passengers, our Delta One, our Delta Platinum, our Delta Gold, our Delta Experience Partners, American Express Card Holders, MasterCard, Disney Plus. We'll go ahead and say anybody who has Amazon Prime with with speedy delivery. I'd like to welcome our Kroger, our our CVS Care Card, our uh, CVS Care Card, Triple A members. Does anybody belong to Sunglass Hut? Sunglass Hut Rewards Diners Program? Club. Diners Club. <laughs> Telly Savalas. Is Telly Savalas here? Does anybody have a door on their house? A door? We're going to head and start serving those customers now. Meanwhile, inevitably, I'm the one guy who has none of that. I'm like fumbling through my wallet. I'm like, uh. I've got a Starbucks app. <laughs> Do you take, uh, excuse me, <laughs> do you take uh, prepaid MasterCards, credit limit $200, as long as I keep the $200 in the bank? It's like a debit card, but they say it's a credit card. It builds up your credit. <laughs> Is that okay? What about a finger hut? <laughs> do you take finger hut? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and this is and true. Then inevitably, uh, you know, it's like, okay. Uh, Everybody else. Brian Green. <laughs> Brian <laughs> Green, you can board now. <laughs> I've let everybody go. It's just <laughs> such a fucking flying became. When did flying become such a clusterfuck? Actually, I know the answer to that. 9-11. That's when it became a clusterfuck. Well, that's true. Yeah. But it's just gotten so much worse. And I think the airlines could do so much more to make this such a pleasant experience. Now, I always fly Delta. Me too. As, if yeah. I can. If I can, I always fly Delta or to one of Delta's partners because I they're the biggest airline in the world. And as a far for my money, they're the best airline yeah. in the world. Now, they're not perfect, but right. they're better than Southwest. <laughs> yes. I mean, this morning, Southwest canceled four. 4,000 flights, blaming that. it on the weather. Uh, yeah, and meanwhile... No, no the, one else canceled flights. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The literal, like, head weatherman for everybody, like, <laughs> the national director of weather, just, <laughs> had to put out a statement, like, there was literally no weather. <laughs> so, and Southwest was like, I, I swear to God, there was weather when we looked. <laughs> we canceled all the flights. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. They were like, traffic, air traffic controllers, weather, and, like, the head of the traffic controllers was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody called and said something about traffic controllers. <laughs> there was bad weather. We had to cancel all those flights. That's the, that is the other question that I have for you. If you are inconvenienced by an airline, mm-hmm. what is the appropriate thing for them to do? Let's say you get your flight canceled. You're down in Miami. You're having a great time. You're heading home and they cancel your flight. They say, come back tomorrow. It's not, not happening today. It's coming back tomorrow. Should they have to put you up in a hotel? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm expecting a voucher of some sort. Yeah, but they but they don't. Like, a lot of times really? they don't. Yeah, they, they just cancel your flight. They say, eh, tough shit, That's right? That's the way it is. That's the way it is. Hmm. I think that 
airlines should try start treating people with respect so that people start treating airlines with and airliners with respect. That could be it's a two way street. Also, that I could think be true. I think there should be an airline for shitheads. I think there already is one. It's called Spirit, but I mean I think <laughs> that there should be like an airline for shitheads. People are out of control on airplanes, Chrissy. In the year in the year twenty twenty one, they've had like seven hundred and eighty five you know, what they call official incidents where people got arrested or some kind of charges were pushed or they had to get kick people yeah, off the flight. Yeah, that's true. In mostly, the, mostly involving mask wearing. Mostly involving mask wearing. In the years 2001 through 2010, they had less than 400 total yeah. incidents. Wow. And this year they've had 750 because some shithead won't wear this. a mask. In fact, I'm always super nice to the flight attendants. I always like make it known oh, when I get on the flight. Hello. Thank you. I make it known. I'm a nice person. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Hello. You're hot. <laughs> yeah. I make it known that I'm good. And I've read something that says that those those flight attendants know right away when people get on the flight. Of course like, they do. What kind of uh, passenger they will be. Of course they and do. And I like to make it known I'm a good one. I just wanted. That's why I didn't start trouble with it with right. my friend. You know, <laughs> Fred the farting tootsie. Yeah. But the other thing was the guy had gas. And oh like, God. You know, I just can't take it. it. Yeah. I mean, that's he literally smelled like Taco Bell. <laughs> he was talking about the third string quarterback of Oakland, which tells me he doesn't have a job because no one who has a job worries about the third string quarterback of Oakland Raiders. No one. No one cares about that kind of statistic. Or maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just a little too effeminate for my own good. (laughs) I'm running around worried about 90 Day Fiance. However, ask me who was on the second season of 90 Day Fiance. I'll answer that right away. That's right. But then he had gas, right? Mm. And how do I know he had gas? Because he made movements and then gas smelled like (laughs) shit. He was like... (laughs) Lifted himself up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I couldn't hear it because it's a plane. And that's the that's the bad part about a plane. <laughs> Anybody can fart and no one really knows who it is because that's true. the engine is covered that's up. True. Now, it's good if you have gas. <laughs> and then you like look around and you're like, who is that? And you like look at your seat partner. You're like, wow. <laughs> Someone's got a dead animal lodged oh, in their gut. No. Meanwhile, that's it's bad. you the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> But I can tell because this guy's body is on me and I can tell, you know, he's just like, and then all of a sudden it smells and, and yeah. you know, he doesn't care. The guy doesn't give a shit. God, he was a bad, uh, he was a bad, bad but he is, he is bad passionate passenger and certainly one of the worst <laughs> seatmates that I've ever had. Now he's not the worst seatmate I've ever had. Oh, the worst seatmate I ever had was the first time I went to go see Astrid. Oh, I flew in. I was going to Spain over Christmas time. It was a Christmas night flight, right? So I had to, I took off oh. at like ten thirty at night, and on I was Christmas. on Christmas and oh, on Christmas fe- Day. I, hold on, was it festive on the flight? Were people uh, like you know? Uh, no, not really. Everyone was kind of tired. You know, it's okay. like ten thirty at night. No one gave a shot, right? Okay. And it was most. I would say this. It was mostly foreigners. It wasn't. Didn't seem to me like a lot of okay. Americans. It's banned. We were flying to Charles de Gaulle first, and so it was. I I noticed a lot of people speaking French. Okay. Yeah. Or I don't even know what French is. I just assume it was French, right? <laughs> But the guy, but I ended up picking ridiculously stupidly. I picked the last seat on the plane. Oh, never get the last I know, but I didn't realize that it didn't go back. You're by the bathroom. Well, I didn't even care about by the bathroom. What I I cared about was I couldn't (laughs) recall. Talk about worse than the gas. I know. I mean, when people are coming in. Yeah, yeah, while we're at it, don't take a shit on a two hour (laughs) flight, hold it in. Do you remember hearing about the flight that had to land because the guy took a shit and everyone was like, ah, 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 we're 
imagine if you were that person. Like, I'm assuming if you have to go, you have to go. Like, there's no other choice. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. There's been a few a few circumstances uh, in my life where I could not have held it, no matter what. I just I had to go. Yeah. But under as an adult, <laughs> under most circumstances, I have been able to control my bowels. Yeah. Right. Even if my tummy hurts, I'm kind of like, well, just I can kind of I can gut it you out for mentally, an hour or two. Mentally. Yeah, I mentally take it over. <laughs> yeah. Right. But then there's no just gas breathe. passing whatsoever because I'm being nervous. <laughs> yes. I'm like. I'm like, I don't want to shit myself because <laughs> then it's going to make it worse. I mean, if it's a choice between shitting myself and going to the... But who wants to take a shit in the airline bathroom? I can't That's even bad. fit in there standing no. up. I mean, standing up, I can't close yeah. the door. How am I supposed to sit down with my knees like that? And I just want, you know, I want to smoke a vape or something. Like, it's all inconvenient. And the, the, the bathrooms are the worst on airplanes. They're the worst... Give us bigger overhead bins and give us a bathroom, like an actual bathroom. You can't spare an extra four feet for a bathroom. Seriously. I see all that room you have at the front where the door opens. Why can't you just move it over a little bit? I can squeeze in the front door and just but then let me have my room in the bathroom. Can you put a TV in there like you have behind the behind the seats where it pops out? <laughs> just like pick your choice of movies. <laughs> Can I please be able to smoke in there? At least vape. Come on, let me let me vape in the bathroom. I mean, who cares? A vape's not going to take an airplane down. We all know it. And no one's bothered by a vape. And if they say they are, they're full of shit. But my, you never, my, my rule is if like, if it's inside the continental United States, don't take a shit on the plane. Just please That's don't true. do that. I don't care. If, you know, I know I realize there's business travelers who are probably well used to like, That's true. like waking you're gonna up. You're going to know before you get on the flight, I feel like. And there's a bathroom right there yes. before you get on the flight. I have landed just, many. Just a- go <laughs> ahead and preemptively go. <laughs> Listen. Or run when you get off the flight. Correct. <laughs> yes. There's the, it, it, either takeoff or landing. That's there are right. bath For real bathrooms. Listen, airplanes <laughs> are not the only thing that's landing at the airport. Sometimes I'd like, right before I get on a plane, <laughs> I'm landing a 747 <laughs> toilet. And I'm okay with that because I like the I like the bathrooms. I mean, I I know you can't smoke in an airport anymore, but I bet I could. No one gives a shit. Ever, I think there are people who's in in Europe. People smoke all the time in the bathroom. Like it's just not. It's like an open secret. They just go in there and they smoke a cigarette, right? But uh, if you're going to take a dump and you're inside the continent of the United States, take it in the airport. Yeah, Please do, the do airport. us all a favor. We don't want to. If it's a long do us a flight, solid. Do us a solid. If you will. Yeah. <laughs> And give us a courtesy flush, like yes. every couple seconds. You're not gonna, you're not gonna get swept away. It's just an old wives' tale. It won't take you away. It's not going outside the plane. That's not how they do it anymore. They don't just drop the shit. They used to. They used to just go over the ocean and just pull the lever and be like, uh, "There you go." But don't take a shit. So we're in the back. I'm in the bathroom. Oh, was it the onion? The onions or the garlic or something? No, 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 no. So the guy, the guy. <laughs> So here's, so I assumed that because there are only two seats on the back, it was like the ones that have, you know, three, four, and three. It's the big airliners, right? Uh But this one had two seats and the two seats were separated a little bit, at least on the map. So I felt like, oh, it's got a little separation. And okay, so I can't lean my seat back. At least I've got a little separation. I'm kind of off in the corner. I got the window seat like I like. Uh I get to the back and the window is forward of me. So it's like a foot and a half forward of me. The window's not right next to me. It's the back of the airplane. So the last window is in between the seat in front of me and oh. me. 
So I don't really control the shade, right? Right. And I don't have any window to look out. No. Now I'm just kind of like leaning yeah. against the carriage of the of the. I like but, the window seat too. I like to look out. So I get back there, <laughs> and this old, smoky, Frenchman comes. He smells almost as bad as Carrie did, right? I mean, he's not. He's had a deodorant since he was a child. I don't think he's ever had deodorant. You know the French do it sometimes. Natural. Yeah, sometimes the French they just put some rose water under there. Yep, it starts smelling like you know poopy roses. Like roses don't smell great anyway. <laughs> so I it, so I sit down. He sits down and he's like. And I was like, uh, I don't speak French. I'm sorry. And I was like, oh, okay. <coughs> oh. <coughs> oh, he did that on you? <laughs> He's doing that the entire time oh. that the plane is boarding. And he is not covering his mouth. You're like, oh, no, I'm, I'm like, going to have oh, to be on this flight for fuck. a long time. I'm like, I got another nine and a half hours to go. Meanwhile, the entire time that we were in the takeoff process, he is talking to me in French. And I keep explaining, I'm really sorry, I don't yeah. understand. He's like a mad person, right? Yeah. He is literally the crazy person on the corner who talks to God in French. Yeah. He's this guy sitting in the seat. He's coughing. He's sniveling. He's sneezing. He's talking to me in French the entire time. I can't get my fucking phone to work. I forgot the download shit from oh, Netflix. No. I'm just like, oh, shit. But luckily, we have those TVs, yes, right? Yes. But of course... No one's there to give me a fucking pair of earphones. They, you, you know, they still have yeah. the double plug there. Why do you do that? Just yeah. have, can I have a Bluetooth connectivity? Whatever. Yeah. They still have the things I with the know. double plug. Yeah. It's, nine, it's, nine, it's 2021, not 1922. <laughs> fucking Marconi had better earphones than you did. So we take off. We are in the air for literally 10 minutes. And... <laughs> The guy starts snoring. The plane's getting freezing cold. You know how they get fucking freezing oh, cold yes. when they get to like above 30,000 feet? Yes. They do that on purpose. First of all, to put you to sleep. Second of all, it's hard when it's minus 175 degrees outside right. to keep a plane warm, right? It's, it's just it's inefficient. It's always bring a sweater. Yeah, always bring a sweater and a blanket. That's why mm-hmm. they give you blankets. Yep. The guy at some point tipped over oh. and he fell asleep on my shoulder. <laughs> and as much as I tried to push him off, he wouldn't get off. Like he just, he was dead. He was not going anywhere. At one point I thought he was dead. Actually. I asked the flight attendant. I'm like, can you, can you kind of grab him and pull him? And she's like, I can't grab him. Just push him. Right. And I was like, so I push him and he wakes up. He's like, this is I'm talking, this is two hours into the flight for an hour and a half. He's been snorting, sniveling, sneezing all over me for an hour and a half. And I push him just one degree. And he's like, and I was like, I sorry, sorry, sorry. And right back sleeping on me. He fell asleep back on me. This went on for nine and a half fucking hours. I didn't get a wink of sleep. I was freezing cold. I forgot to bring a sweater. I'm like, where, you know, I'm wearing, I'm going to Spain. I think it's, you know, I'm going to Barbados or something. Wearing flip flops and a t shirt on Christmas night. I'm freezing cold. And I got this Frenchman basically. Farting the flu all over me. It was the worst flight I ever took. I hated it. That is, that does something. Like I know. Worst. And then I got to Charles. I was smoking at the time. And then I got to Charles de Gaulle. And in Charles de Gaulle, they have smoking sections. You know what they are? They're literal glass tubes. Yeah. You have to go inside one door and then you go inside the second door. And it's a tube. And the air goes up like this. It's just like come from wow. the floor up like that. And the tubes are like, you know, six feet in circumference. So it's everybody smoking, staring at each other. And there's an ashtray in the middle. And you're, 
And then you're like a hamster in a glass cage. Everyone's looking at you. Right. Meanwhile, everyone in France fucking smokes. <laughs> the fuck? It's... Oh, well. <laughs> I will say this, though. Of all of the drama that I had on that particular flight on the way home from Memphis, it was still much better than the drama I had driving home from Memphis Ooh. when my wife projectile vomited. Yeah, poor ass. No less than six times. Oh, she man. She was well, so sick. To be clear, there is the flu going around yes, right now. Which is what I have. I've taken many, many coronavirus tests, and I don't have yes. coronavirus. Yeah. But I have the flu, and it's a bad one. It kicked my ass. I should have yeah. gotten the flu shot when I was getting the right. vaccine. But yeah. um, poor Astrid, you know, when we got to Atlanta, so, so imagine this. Memfo to Atlanta, Atlanta to Greenville. Then mm-hmm. I took the car. The car was in Greenville, South Carolina, yeah. where I could drive to my parents' house about an hour away to pick up the kids. That's how we did it. That's why we flew from South Carolina back to our home city of Atlanta. Yes. When we got to Atlanta, Astrid said, I'm not feeling good. And she looked like shit and like very pale. And so I was like, why go? Get, a, yeah. get an Uber, go home, right. rest for the next six hours. I'll go to, you take the luggage. I'll go to Greenville. Yeah. I'll d- get the kids. I'll do the whole nine yards. But nope, she's just such a trooper. She was like, I'm she not is. letting you do this alone. Like, it's going to be hard to manage the kids. What if one of them starts crying during the ride? You know, just let me come right. with you. It'll be fine. We got a 15 minute flight to Greenville. It's not that big of a deal. As mm. soon as that fucking car started going, as soon as it started going, Astrid was like, I really don't. The first time she was like, I really don't feel well. Can you pull over at the gas station? Yeah, we did. And for about 10 minutes, she kind of gagged, but, you know, nothing came up. We picked up the kids. We get outside of my dad's neighborhood. And she's like, honey, I really need you to pull over. I pull over. As soon as she opens the door, she vomits. Oh, poor Astrid. Gosh. An hour later, or I mean, uh, not even an hour later. This is only a two and a half hour ride home. Yeah. Not even an hour later, Astrid is like, she says the words, honey, can you please pull over? I think I'm going to be sick. And as soon as the word sick comes out of her mouth, sick comes out of her mouth. Projectile vomiting like you are a three-year-old and it was flu season. You don't vomit like that when you're an adult. Yeah, Adults don't vomit (laughs) like that. That's not our nature. Like we get the flu, we feel like shit, but we usually don't have that stomach things that goes along with it. Poor fucking Astrid. No less than six times. And by the time the last time came, she didn't even get the word honey out before she was... Like literally projectile vomiting no, all over the no. car. No, another one of our good friends had the stomach flu. <clears throat> Did they actually, were they actually vomiting? Yes. Oh, that's yeah. just fucking disgusting. Yeah. There's one thing that I hate in my old age. It's vomiting. It's throwing up. I yeah. hate vomiting. I hate it. Dude. I hate it. I hate it. I hate I've it. always hated it. So we've all felt like shit. And that's part of the reason why <laughs> we've kind of taken, you know, an extra couple of days off here at TCB. But we're back. We are back. And I have a story about jury duty next time oh yeah we'll tell you the story about jury duty <laughs> lots of stories for memfo so we'll get into an episode about memfo we'll tell you about jury duty we'll tell you about all those great stories uh we're back in the studio thanks for listening yes. again thank you to memfo thank you to Castbox. thank you to jeff and all the great people uh at the festival and thanks to all the great musicians thanks to moon who played taxi thanks to moon taxi <laughs> that's a good story we gotta tell oh, we too got, yeah we've got yeah. to that's yeah, a fantastic story well you know <laughs> Next year for Memfo, we'll um, we'll hope that we don't projectile vomit all over the That's place. That's true. You'll yeah. get your flu That's shot true. before you. Leave. And we gave away a ton of stickers. Yes. I will say that a ton of stickers. And I got noticed 
I'll tell that story too. Oh, I got recognized from the commercial break. Yeah. That was crazy. And one of the bartenders in this huge bar with like 50 bartenders was like, are you Brian Green from the commercial break? I heard you guys were here. And I was like, holy shit. Either I thought you were kind of pulling my chain. I actually thought that was a joke for a second. I was like, ah, somebody put her up to that clearly. And then no. she gave me a free beer. She was like, I'm yeah. buying this one. It's on me. And nice. I was like, wow. All right. It's happening. Free beer. It's happening. It's all right. happening. It's all we're famous <laughs> now. Once could be a fluke. Twice, it's happening. Ooh, You're it's officially it's famous. It's Spotify right around the corner. Take, Here we take go. Take off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I also wanted to say thank you to Moon Cheese. Moon Cheese heard that we were a fan of the show, and they sent us some free samples of that Moon Cheese. That stuff is really good. Really fucking good. It's freeze-dried oh cheese. It's like, a, it's like a... I'm a big fan of cheese to begin with. It's like a cheese potato chip, but it's, it's only like made with cheese. It's a cheese crouton. A cheese crouton. That's yes. a good way to describe it. Yeah. So uh, check out Moon Cheese if you get a chance. They have it in all kind of different flavors, but they sent us a box because they heard we were fans of the Moon Cheese, and they just sent us a box it's of free shit. so good. I love that kind of relationship. <laughs> yes. You hear that I like Next it? Next up, okay. Mercedes. Yes. Uh, Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> Hard Rock Cafe in Cabo San Lucas is a great place to visit, I hear. Virgin Galactic First Class to Barcelona. I'm a big fan. Richard, if you hear me. Oh, he's listening. Oh, definitely listening. Absolutely. Sir Richard Branson is a huge fan of the show. <laughs> We're back. We're better than ever. Thank you so much. TCBpodcast.com. You know the deal. Go there. Claim your sticker. Go to Instagram, YouTube, all that shit. Uh, I'll leave all the liners for another day. <laughs> if you don't hear us doing the liners anymore, what they call the liners, TCB Podcast, we're now baking it into the commercials. Yes. So there you go. That's why you don't hear it. But TCBpodcast.com is where you go. You find out more information about Chrissy and I. YouTube, Instagram, you can connect us with us there. 661-BEST-2-YO-661-237-8296. Go there. Okay, until next time, we must say bye. The commercial break. New episodes on Tuesdays and now Fridays. New YouTube clips drop daily at youtube.com slash the commercial break. Visit tcbpodcast.com for access to our entire media library. Follow us at the commercial break on Instagram. Each episode is written and produced by Brian Green, co-hosted by Chrissy Hoadley, with additional content provided by Tina Conrad. <laughs>